Which player should you be buying right now this offseason for the Buffalo Bills? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. Uh, we've got a special ch- uh, guest joining us today. It's Zachary Kruger from NBC Sports Edge. Uh, but we want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We are kicking off a new series. We're going to go through every single team over the next couple months. Uh, talking about some buys, some sells, and some holds. Uh, so we thought, well, of course, we needed to bring on the great Zachary Kruger from NBC Sports Ed. Zach, how are you doing today? What is going on, Marcus? How's everything going? I was uh, happy to see you slide into my DMs yesterday and ask me to talk some Buffalo Bills and, and some buy-sell holds. I, uh, I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Buffalo Bills. I actually have some some friends up that way who uh, can give you some boots on the ground takes. Tried to incorporate a little bit of that here. Uh, so so excited to be on here. Pretty Pretty familiar team for me overall, I feel like. So yeah. hopefully that translates well here. And for all of you wondering about Kate, she'll be back next week. She's uh, vacationing in Hawaii. I can't say uh, that I'm not a little bit jealous, but yes, she'll be back <laughs> next week. Matt and Ryan will be back uh, Tuesday and Wednesday to talk about the Patriots and the Dolphins. But we are talking about the Bills. Let's just jump right into this, Zach. Who is your buy for the Buffalo Bills and Dynasty right now? So I feel like with the Bills, there are a lot of like just really, really good players at the top of this offense where I think buying them could be tough. So so I was trying to find that guy where like maybe you could get him at a value and he could perhaps return something for you, uh, at least in 2022 and maybe even in the in the next couple of years, given that this is in fact a dynasty take here. So I went with uh, running back Devin Singletary, who saw a really goofy uh, 2021 season that started with four straight games of 11 or more carries. Uh, he had a touchdown in that span. And then all of a sudden he had weeks where he just went six, five, seven, six, seven, and three carries again before then falling into double digit carries for all but one of his final seven games of the season. So Devin Singletary kind of hit a little bit of a weird spot in that Bills offense last year. He finished in fantasy points per game as the overall running back 31 at 11.6. But I did a little bit of a split with him over on uh, actually the road of his tools and just and just took a look at how he split when giving 10 or more carries in a single game last season he averaged 13.43 fantasy points when receiving that kind of volume he averaged uh almost a pace of 1100 rushing yards uh and then his touchdown numbers uh looked pretty good too at, at on pace for 10 10 touchdowns over a uh, over a 17 game season now that we're on to an 18 week season in the NFL. So um, they they drafted James Cook at the end of the second round of this year's draft. I know there's a lot of people who are actually drafting you know James Cook high in their dynasty drafts right now mm-hmm. that you know using late first rounds maybe early second round picks on on James Cook. But James Cook is a little bit of an undersized back. He never profiled as a guy who can receive a substantial amount of volume at Georgia in four seasons. He never had more than 113 carries in a single season, which was last year. Um, I I do like James Cook's athleticism. Certainly, I think he's going to be seeing a bit of a pass catching role. But I don't know that we can lock in this idea that he's going to be the early down running grinder for this team. And in the event that something were happened to him, we don't ever cheer for injuries, obviously, but we know that they happen. We know that Devin Singletary can also contribute in the passing game as well. So I think Steph, Devin Singletary is a, is a decent bet to still contribute on those early down 
uh, rush attempts. And then if something happens in the event that Cook goes down, they lose their pass catching back. We know Singletary can slide into that role as well. So uh, I, based on James Cook's dynasty value in rookie drafts, I can only infer that doubt that uh, that Devin Singletary is probably coming in a little bit undervalued right now. So I think he's a buy if you're looking for a running back who can maybe give you some, some excuse me, some top 24 upside. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about his value. He, he's currently RB thirty eight on Dynasty League Football. It's like mm. you can get him for a song right now. Like I'm looking at some recent trades uh, via the Trade Finder, and it includes like four ten in a rookie draft. It includes uh, Jacoby Myers straight up. Here's one for a late third round pick. So if you think Devin Singletary is talented at all and has a chance to still get, I don't know, ten to twelve touches a game. Go out and get him. He costs absolutely nothing right now. So I, I think that's a, a really good call. Um, what do you think the most likely outcome for him this year? Is it to still be a guy that, you know, a little week to week is hard to figure out when he's going to play, but ultimately ends up with maybe 150, 200 touches this year? Yeah, so so last year, just looking back, he had 188 rush attempts. He had 40 receptions on 53 targets. The previous season, he had 156 carries. He actually saw 56 targets and had 38 receptions. So um, I, I think over the last two years, we kind of have a decent idea of what we can expect from him in the yeah. receiving game if he is the receiving back there. Uh, encouraging to see the rush attempts go up a little bit. We do have to factor in that extra game, 16 games in 2020 to 17 in 2021. But uh, – I, I don't know. Like he, I thought he was fine last season. I was looking at his numbers as well for a recent article um, that I actually did publish over on NBC Sports Edge uh, this past week, where I, I looked at some of his uh, abilities to make plays after the, after contact to to break tackles. He was good in elusiveness. Uh, he, he's a guy that really does profile pretty well whenever given the chance as a guy who is capable of kind of getting away from tacklers and, and making plays. So why not? Unless- I mean, it's just. You're you're getting you're getting touches so cheaply right now in a right. really good offense and that that's that's kind of the name of the game right go get yeah. somebody that's has a chance to hit 200 touches and cost you nothing I, I think that's a really good one uh, just <laughs> yeah quick quickly I'm gonna move on to the the my buy and I just yeah. want your kind of comment on it before we move on uh, for me it's Stephon Diggs um, last year I mean absolutely incredible another great year 1200 yards 10 touchdowns in his two seasons with Buffalo almost 2,800 total yards and 18 touchdowns. I know some people see that age 28 and they get a little bit nervous, but this is somebody who weekly is giving you wide receiver one numbers and he's being drafted outside of the top 10 wide receivers right now. Actually he's wide receiver 13 with the same exact draft position as Deontay Johnson. And I don't get it. One offense has one of the best quarterbacks in the league and it's an offense that's going to score 30 points a game. The other has, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Mason Rudolph in a three-headed quarterback battle. So I I just think if you want wide receiver production for this year, likely next year, maybe the year after that, Stephon Diggs is a good player. Got a, I mean, a great player, just got a contract extension. I think it's a he's a good buy right now. Yeah, he, he's actually another guy who I wrote in that article I just told you I wrote a little bit ago on NBC Sports Edge. He is a receiver who really kind of saw a lot of similar volume last season as he did as he did the year before. The one problem with Stephon Diggs, I'm just looking for it here real quick, but but basically one of the things I noted in my article was that in 2020, when he saw that 
ridiculous season that he gave us. Um, he, he was one of the top receivers in catchable target rates um, of the 2020 season, 83%. That number dropped all the way to a catchable target rate of 72% last mm-hmm. season, which was one of the worst in the league for receivers receiving the kind of volume that he did. I think I, I think I did it in, at like 80 targets or something like that. So he, he was seeing very good volume numbers and he was not seeing good accuracy numbers from Josh Allen. That 11% drop off, I think, really kind of drastically impacted his overall production for a guy who went, you know, 127, 15, 35, and eight in 2020. I think that he can definitely pace for that again in 2022 if he sees similar volume. And hopefully that um, that target rating for him kind of regresses a little bit back to that 83% we enjoyed in 2020. So I, I love that as well. Yeah, I mean, he's just so rock solid. He, he's averaging 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns over the last four years. Yeah, put up insane. wide receiver one numbers for you. Eh? He's just a, a really good player. All right, let's uh, let's move on uh, to ourselves. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Zach, we're moving on to sales. Who is your sell for the Buffalo Bills? Sell right now, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I guess it's third year wide receiver. I, I'm, I'm going to look bad here. It's either third or fourth year wide receivers. Can't remember what he did in his, uh, what he did in 2019, but it's Gabriel Davis. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially a guy we've been dying to, to see get the opportunity. He really kind of got it in the AFC divisional game last year against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, when he just exploded for one of the best playoff games we've ever seen. Eight catches, 201 yards and four touchdowns. Just absolutely absurd. Um, and now he's kind of expected to fall into that, um, you know, wide receiver two, outside wide receiver role for the Buffalo Bills. The one problem that I have when I'm looking at this is just seeing what Josh Allen has done over the last three seasons. The good news is, is that Josh Allen has supported two wide receivers since 2019 of target shares of 20% or better. The bad news is, is that it's consistently been an outside guy and then a slot receiver in Cole Beasley. So Cole Beasley has three of those of those seasons with Stephon Diggs obviously having uh, a 20% plus target share locked up in 2020 and 2021. And before that, the late great John Brown um, also had a target share of over 20% in 2019. So um, after you pick through those top two receivers who are essentially soaking up almost 40 to 45% of your target share, you're left with him having to now spread the ball around adequately to uh, Dawson Knox, who did recently emerge. Finally, we've waited for that for a minute. And then there's going to you know, be a little bit of meat left on the bone for Gabriel Davis. But I'd be interested to float him out there as just a potential trade target to see what I could maybe fetch for Davis. Um, he has underdog ADP of 56.3 at this point in time. Last year, his underdog ADP was 131.6. So people are very high on him right now. Um, and understandably so after what we saw last se- last uh, season's playoff game and then also his expected role. But I'm not sure that the target share is going to be there for him this upcoming season. They did uh, sign Jets wide receiver Jameson Crowder, who we know is a very viable slot target. And then in addition to that, Khalil Shakir, a rookie wide receiver, they drafted out of Boise State. I like him a lot. I think that the shelf life on yep. Crowder is one year and then Shakir may end up just falling right into that role. As suggested by Brandon Bean, uh, last little note here, you mentioned your bias to Fon Diggs. I think that that also kind of fits the argument for a potential sell of Gabriel yep. Davis. Diggs yep. is under contract for the 20, 2027 season. 
um, I'm going to be like 50 by then. Like that, that's so long from now. Like I like <laughs> if, like if a slot wide receiver continues to exist and, and Stefan Diggs can maintain, you know, even a couple of years of decent value uh, over the next two or three seasons, it might be kind of slim pickings for Gabriel Davis. So I wouldn't be afraid to pull him out there as a potential sell candidate. All right. Um, let's, let's play a little game. I, I like to hold your feet to the fire here a little bit. Good. So currently Good. on Dynasty League football. Gabriel Davis is wide receiver 50, which actually is a little surprising to me. I, yeah. I thought he would be higher. I think the Dynasty community is a little bit more wary of him than redraft. But let's go through some players. You tell me who you'd rather have in the Dynasty League. All right. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh, man, he's always so consistent. I'll, I'll go Brandon Cooks here just because okay. of the way he gets his targets. All right. Christian Kirk. I'll go Gabriel Davis there. Okay. George Pickens. I'll go Davis for right now. Okay. Uh, Michael Thomas. I have no confidence. In, uh, if, if Michael Thomas is healthy and you're telling me he's playing 17 games, I'll go with Michael Thomas. But because I'm not okay. sure if he's ever going to play again, I'm going to go with Gabriel Davis. All right. So those are all players that are currently ranked ahead of Gabriel Davis. Let's let's find yeah. some guys below him that you maybe would consider trading him for. Kadarius mm-hmm. um, uh, Tony, wide receiver 52. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely try to make that trade. Okay. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver, fifty-three. People love Hunter Renfro. Uh, I love him even more now that Brian Edwards is gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll go Renfro. I think he really kind of carved out that permanent slot role in, in last season with the Raiders. And I, I think even if he moves on to another team, like they're going to say, "Look what he's done." When he, we can target him a lot, and teams do like that slot guy who is hard to come by at times. So I'll, I'll go Renfro. All right, a couple more, just really quickly. Kenny Galladay. I'll go Gabriel Davis there. Okay. Uh, Wandale Robinson. Man, these are all Giants players. So clearly everyone's like low on the Giants. I, and now I oh, have that's to exactly. Nobody knows what to do with these Giants receivers. They're all <laughs> ranked here after wide receiver 50. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, 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 I'll go Gabriel Davis again. I, I'm just not that excited about uh, any of these Giants receivers. And I'm still drafting Gabriel Davis over these Giants receivers in best ball. So okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. The one that stands out for me is Hunter Renfro. And I know you're mm-hmm. – I know the upside's not there with Renfro, and I get it. It's not the sexiest trade in the world, trading Gabriel Davis coming off a 200-yard game, four touchdowns that for Hunter Renfro. But I just have more confidence that his role is probably going to be the same, and he's going to be locked into a bunch of targets. But, uh, all right, let's yeah. move on to uh, to my cell really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox, and he had a nice year last year, but a lot of his production – came as you know as a red zone touchdown guy he scored nine touchdowns last year the yardage just isn't quite there to be a consistent week-to-week fantasy option yet he's being drafted anywhere between tight end 10 and tight end 12 there's just other guys that i like a little bit more like i'd rather gamble on david ojoku who is a tight end 19 right now uh give me cole met who's tight end 13 i just think those guys have the chance to have a bigger role in this offense so um, just any quick thoughts on Dawson Knox before we move on? Yeah, I mean, if you if you think Dawson Knox is is a guy that your league is looking for, just because you know he did have that 2021 emergence, I think you you sell him off and you you try for another tight end. I was excited to see his emergence uh, last year. He was 163.7 total fantasy points, but assuming six uh, fantasy points per touchdown, that's 54 points, almost 33% of his of his scoring came by way of touchdown. He only had 49 for 587 receiving. Not overly impressive, certainly replacement level. Um, if, if, if you can if you can trade him off for something, I, I would think that you could probably find someone willing to deal a third-round pick for him, depending on what kind of rookies are going in the third round. 
uh, you know, which I'm, I'm sure there's yeah. some guys I can't think off the top of my head, but I, I, I would do that. I think he's pretty expendable unless he's just unquestionably the best tight end on your roster. Maybe you hold him for, for that reason alone. And there's people that are ranking like Noah Fant behind him. And I don't love Noah Fant as a player. And I don't love that situation, but there's a yeah. chance like Noah Fant gets like almost double the amount of targets in Seattle, right? Like there's just, oh, yeah. I, I don't feel super confident in the role that Dawson Knox is going to have week to week. And that's why, I don't have him ranked as a top 12 dynasty tight end. I understand why other people do because he's in a great offense. Um, but you got to remember, they did bring in OJ Howard. This is a team that likes to spread the ball around. He's probably, if, if you could get somebody that's comparable plus something else, like again, I like I like David Njoku a lot. If you can mm-hmm. get David Njoku in X for Dawson Knox, I'm doing that. All right, let's, let's, let's move on to our holds. Um, because I think this one's really, really interesting. I've got a feeling that you and I are going to have the same player here. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Uh, I actually just received uh, my birthday cake puffs for right here um, because I'm celebrating a birthday today, actually. So oh, this is what I'm going to have for my birthday. Uh, <laughs> there so yeah, they're, they're, thank you. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're absolutely fantastic, and they're healthy for you. Slide one into your golf bag, take it with you on your vacation or on a walk or whatever you need. Built Bar is there for you. Uh, go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Zach, let's talk about our holds. Who are you holding and not moving from this offense? So for me, and this this is kind of tough, but I, you know, I, I'm thinking in context of super flex here. I guess is kind of what I based my decision off. But maybe that's important to say since they obviously hold. That's what value. most dynasty players at, are playing in now. At, super, at this, so it makes sense. Yeah, at this position. So I'm I'm going quarterback, and I'm just going with Josh Allen. Uh, the last two seasons, he has been the quarterback one in expected fantasy points, and then uh, impressively enough, he's also been the quarterback five and the quarterback twelve in fantasy points over expectation. So he's just not seeing uh, ridiculous opportunity, but he's also producing in big ways. The overall uh, QB three in points per game in 2020, the overall QB one in points per game in 2021. One interesting stat that I found on Allen a couple of weeks ago. Um, this was, again, I went back into the road of his screener, just look at some historical numbers. The screener only goes back to 2000, but I think in the uh, era of the current NFL, I think it's safe to say this is a league history um, stat here. You, you can argue with me if you think I'm wrong, but uh, since in, in league history, there have been five quarterbacks who have ever rushed 100 times in a season, passed 400 times in a season, and thrown for 30 or more touchdowns. All of those seasons have occurred since 2015 with two of those five seasons belonging to um, Josh Allen. The other, the other three quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, and Russell Wilson. So some very unique volume there in a pretty elite class. But then if you change those numbers to um, 500 pass attempts, still keeping 100 rush attempts, still keeping 30 or more passing touchdowns, Josh Allen's the only one. Josh Allen threw 572 times last season while rushing for 102 times and throwing 37 touchdown passes. Like he's literally seeing 
historical volume that I'm just not sure in Dynasty that you can trade. Maybe, maybe if you completely sell the farm for the or, or get someone else to sell the farm to to move him, maybe you consider doing that. But he's he's still young. He entered the league in 2018. Uh, we we know what kind of player he is. You can always you know say you're worried about his injuries or whatever. But uh, in a super flex league like Josh Allen, like it, it, the question is when is he going to win MVP? Not if. Like he he yeah. he's an yeah. MVP type of player, and and he just he's gotten better and better every year. Like every everyone who thought he was a bad pick when the Bills selected in 2018 is just like trying to delete tweets and like bad takes and articles right now. So Me I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I was I'm, the same way. I I, I yeah. did not love that pick. Um, can I, again, I'm gonna Go challenge ahead. you a little bit here. I, right. I agree. With that. I think that's I think I think Josh Allen is a hold unless you get like the Godfather offer, but. Mm-hmm. If somebody offered you Patrick Mahomes, are you holding Josh Allen? I think I, I think I would. I, I I don't know that the that the risk is or that the the risk versus reward is necessarily great enough on the end of the reward to yeah. say that that it's worth it. Um, and, and especially for this season, I, I, we certainly know at least we think that the Bills have a lot better wide receiver targets than the, than the Chiefs do right now. Um, and I like even just like the Bills' aggressiveness. Like they just they are like the analytic starlings in terms of yep. like the kind of football we want to see played. So I I kind of have to hang on to that. All right. So we have got some other traits uh, via Dynasty League football that have happened right. regarding Josh Allen and Superflex, and these are interesting because this is kind of what the going price is if you want to acquire Josh Allen. So uh, you just tell me which side you like better, Josh Allen for Kyler Murray and pick one oh two in this year's rookie draft. 102. I mean, I guess if you're, I guess if you're taking one of those elite wide receivers, if you're, if you're going like Drake London, that's probably okay. Um, Kyle, Kyler Murray is, you know, fine. I think, I, I think the jury's kind of out Josh this Allen. year. A Honestly, bit. I'd rather just have Josh Allen. I, I yeah. think, I think there's just so much more consistency in floor there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right on that. I, I thought on that for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson. Pick 110 in a rookie draft this year and a 2024 second round pick. Uh, I think Josh Allen for that. There's there's too much risk with Deshaun Watson, right? Like, I mean, the Deshaun Watson what, risk, we have no idea what a 2024 second is going to, yeah, to a, fetch us. Like, that, yeah. Who was the other player or what was the other pick? It was a oh, pick 110 in this year's rookie draft. Late first round. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty easy. It, it's just out. too much because of Watson, right? I mean, Watson could easily be the QB one uh, in any given year, but yeah, he's a huge suspension risk not only for this year, but like in future years, right? If something else would happen to come out down the road, who mm-hmm. knows it, when he'd be allowed to play again? So I, I, yeah. I, I'm just holding Josh Allen in this one. Next one, Josh Allen for Joe Burrow and Devontae Smith. And Devontae Smith. I, I think I'm, I, yeah, I think I'm still going to go Allen, but I think yep. it's a little bit closer. Uh, if, if that was a wide receiver who I felt like was in a more high volume pass offense, I think I'd, I would probably pull the trigger on that a little bit. You know, it's just the rushing a upside. Less resistance. There's a there's a really good chance that Burrow and Josh Allen have the same exact passing production this year, right? Yeah. There's a chance that Josh Allen even outproduces them as a passer. The difference is you might get eight rushing touchdowns from Josh Allen this year, 400 rushing yards, and that equates to significantly more fantasy production. So as much as I love Joe Burrow, as much as I love Devontae Smith, it's just not a move that I'm willing to make because it's just too much risk 
when you have one of the most important fantasy assets right now. Yeah, uh, he's all right. to give up. Yeah, he, that's that's the whole point, and that's why we're holding on to him. Unless you are getting just a ridiculous offer for Josh Allen in a super flex league, you're going to hold on to him because you know the floor is so high because of the rushing potential, and you know the ceiling is QB1 overall because we've already seen it. So that's why you're holding on to Josh Allen. All right, that is it for today's show. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure you guys check him out on Twitter at ZK underscore FFB. Check him out at NBC Sports Edge. Uh, you can follow the show at Lockdown Dynasty. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Matt and Ryan be back on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.